Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Abba, Father, we thank you for safety this morning. We thank you that in you we live, move, and have our being. You are the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to you and you alone. We bless your holy name. This morning I want to read a passage from a book called Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Sorge. I don't know if you are familiar with him. He was... um, very important in the praise and worship scene. Um, uh, I think in like the 80s, well-renowned. And he lost his voice completely. I don't remember the details of the circumstances. But in his speaking voice is nothing more than a whisper at this time. So you can imagine having all of your life's work and passion tied up into you, to your ability to sing and how frustrating that could have been. Well, I don't know how he made the transition other than God. I know that much. But he has become a very prolific writer, and he writes um, some very intimate uh, writings about his relationship with the Lord And um, I have been in Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So I ran across his teachings on the secret place and realized um, how um, strategic the timing is for what God is doing in my personal life and being able to abide in that place that God has called me to. I know that um, often when we lose something that's so profound, such as this gentleman did, we often lose perspective. We want what we want out of our relationship with God. And we miss God's greatest potential in our life. And that is Jeremiah 29, the plans that he has for us. Most of our frustration with God is not with what God, most of our frustration with God is that we want God to do what we want him to do when we want him to do it, even when we believe him to do it, because sometimes we don't even believe him. But even when we believe him to do it, we want him to do what we 
want him to do when we want it done. We carry that even in our marital relationships. We miss opportunities to be truly blessed by people around us. Let's not say marriage alone, but people around us, simply because we based our relationships on what we want and how we want it, never thinking that there could be a better way, a richer way, such as what um, Brother Sorge found when he lost his voice, that God had even a greater voice for him to share with the world. That requires trusting God with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledging God, and he will direct your path. So let me share uh, chapter 10. It's called The Secret of Burning. It's the secret place that lights our fire, that sets us burning. I'm talking about white, hot, fiery zeal for the face of Jesus and for the concerns of his kingdom. Jesus came to kindle a fire on earth, Luke 12:49, in which he intended to set us ablaze with his very passion and desires. To maintain its intensity, this fire must be constantly stroked by the intimate passions of the secret place. You are destined for fire. You will burn for all eternity. The only question is where. The longing of your breast is to be a living flame ignited with the exhilaration of beholding his beauty, worshiping him with uninhibited abandon and deployed into the world with self-controlled, calculated zeal that does not love its own life even unto death. You have something to live for because you have something to die for. You long to be a firebrand of holiness, which is why you'll never be satisfied with status quo Christianity. And I believe those on the line are such people. You want more than what you've seen and what you've experienced. I know I do. God's word is a fire. Jeremiah 23:29 And his presence is totally engulfed in fire. Ezekiel 1 and 4, Ezekiel 1 and 27, Daniel 7 and 9. When you approach God, you're drawing near to the great blazing inferno of the ages. To be set on fire, you must get close to God. When you feel cold, distant, and out of it spiritually, it's time for retreat to the closet. Place yourself before the furnace of his word and allow the intensity of his face to restore your fervency. The secret to staying ablaze for Jesus is not in responding to altar calls 
good as those are. It's not in having someone lay hands on you and pray for you, as valid as that is. It's not in listening to a good teaching tape or the latest worship CD. The only sure source for staying white hot is in devoting yourself consistently to the place of the shut door. It's the place where the spirit of burning, Isaiah 4 and 4, ignites your soul as you gaze upon the glory with an unveiled face, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Do you desire a greater compulsion for the secret place? Invite the burning one, the Holy Spirit, to ignite the eternal flame of his fiery jealousy in your life. The scripture says the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. James 4 and 5. The agenda of this yearning, jealousy, is that Christ's bride might be set ablaze with an exclusive and fiery passion for her beloved. You can pray nothing more dangerous, sublime, than to say, Holy Spirit, let your burning jealousy have its consuming way in my life until every competing affection and false God is completely burned away and until one raging all-consuming passion fills my entire being. Love for the altogether lovely one, the man, Christ Jesus. The book of Revelation describes the Holy Spirit in this way. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which was the seven spirits of God, Revelation 4 and 5. I have asked the Lord that the same might be said of me, that I might be described as burning before the throne. As a man who longs to burn for God, I have looked at Proverbs 6, verses 27 through 28, differently from the typical approach. Primarily, these verses are describing the harmful effects of adultery. But a secondary application is actually descriptive of the secret place with God. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? Proverbs 6, verses 27 through 28. When you draw near to the fire of God's word, you're actually taking fire into your bosom. And the leopardous, filthy clothes of your old life are being burned away. As you step into the fiery presence of his secret place, you're walking on hot coals, and your feet are being seared to walk in the way of holiness and righteousness and obedience. The answer to these questions is no. Take the fire of God into your being, and everything about your life will be different. It's impossible to embrace this living fire and not be changed. O oh Lord, 
I pull your fire to my bosom with fearful delight. John the Baptist was a man who burned for God. God took John into the solitude of the wilderness in order to kindle a heavenly fire within him. When he was finally released into ministry, he was like a living flame. Notice that in the following verse, thrice Jesus said, What did you come out to see? And as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, more than a prophet. Jesus testified that the people don't go to John primarily to hear something, but to see something. Jesus described John as the burning and shining lamp. John 5, verse 35. John was a man set on fire from heaven, a man who incubated his love for God through a steadfast commitment to solitude in the secret place. And thus he became a shining lamp for the entire nation to behold. The people came from all over to see his fire. People are always attracted to a great fire. Do something dangerous. Get along with God. His consuming fire will burn away all from your life until all that is left is love itself. This is our God who makes his ministers a flame of fire. Hebrews 1 and 7. He'll make you one, too, if you'll let him. Abba, Father, we praise you and we thank you for being God, for being Lord, for being sovereign. We thank you for being holy and magnificent. We thank you to be an all-consuming fire, God. We thank you for your firebrand being released into our lives. Father God, I praise you and I thank you. I recognize, Father, that your throne is a fiery flame. You are a God that answers by fire. And that a fire goes before you, Lord, and burns up our enemies. Lord, release your fire and burn up the works of darkness in our life in the lives of those around us. May we be like John the Baptist, a flame of fire, shining in a dark and perverse world. We thank you, Father God. Baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. Let your fire be in our hands to heal the sick and cast out devils. Let your fire burn in our eyes, our heart, our belly, our mouths, and our feet. Let your fire be in our tongue to preach and prophesy. We release tongues of fire. 
Let your word be preached with fire. Make us ministers of fire. Deliver us with your fire. Let your fire protect us and cover us. We release the fire of God to burn up the idols of our land and our own souls, God. Everything, every idol. Burn up in our life, God. Consume every way contrary to your will, your plan, and your purposes for our lives. Thank you, Father, for a release of fire. Let your fire protect us and cover us. Let the works of witchcraft and occultism be burned up in your fire, God. Purify our lives with your fire. Let your fire be released in Zion. We thank you, Father, for a church, a people, a called out one, on fire for you, God. We're not talking about a song or a dance or a two-hour service or three-hour service. Where people do what they do, then walk away and go home and do what they do. We're asking, Father, that your fire be released in your church in such a way that as it was on Pentecost, 3,000 were saved with one message. The flames ascended. We thank you for the example of Azusa, where the fire was so intense that the world saw flames, sent a fire truck, only to find your people ablaze with your Holy Spirit. God, where is the fire? Everywhere that is banked, as in a fireplace, We ask that the Holy Spirit would blow and cause the embers to ignite and to burst forth a flame all throughout the body of Christ, Father. Let the spirits of lust and perversion be destroyed with your fire. Release the spirit of burning to burn up all works of darkness. Let your flame burn up wicked spirits, beginning in our own souls, God, throughout the body. And as we go forth in this land, flames of fire, may everywhere we go ignite the fire of your Holy Spirit. So much so that our very presence shifts the atmosphere. Let us not draw back from the flames of fire. Let us not draw back. And Father, when the fire is kindled upon us and the dross comes to the top, 
Let us not cherish the impure thing. Let us be quick to pour it off so that all that is within us would be pure and holy before you. Let your glory kindle a burning like the burning of a fire. Cause cause your glorious voice to be heard. Show lightning down your arm with the flame of devouring fire, with scattering tempest and hailstone. Hallelujah. Let Babylon be as a stubble and let your fire burn them. Let them not be able to deliver themselves from the fire, from the power of the flame. Father God, those things that are part of this world system, I thank you, Father, that as the fire of God is released, (laughs) the wicked spirits would not be able to release themselves from the fire of your flame. Father, I thank you to come, come into our lives in such a way that your enemies are rebuked with flames of fire. Let all flesh see your fire release. Create upon Zion a flaming fire by night. Let the fire of your presence be released in our lives. Let demons be exposed and cast out with your fire. Release your hot thunderbolts against the enemy. Cast forth lightning and scatter our enemy. Let your light be for a fire and your holy one for a flame to burn the briars and the thorns in our lives. Father God, we thank you for the fire of your spirit this morning. We thank you that the fire is ablaze. It surrounds us. It's in us. It's upon us. We receive the fire We receive the burning of your spirit, God. We thank you that the candle of the Lord is ablaze in our bellies. How do you bring water out of fire? Only you know, God. But we thank you, Father God, that as The candle of the Lord burns in our spirit. Out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. How amazing you are, God. How amazing you are. Truly, God. We thank you that you made provisions, Lord, to burn up and destroy everything that hinders 
our walk with you. God, we are no longer those that are holding on to the past, but we're moving forward in your glorious light, the light of your fire, the light of your passion that burns up everything that would stand in our way from seeing your glory revealed in the earth and in those high places where the enemy once dwelled. Lord, we take command of the morning And we command it to take hold of the ends of the earth and shake out all wicked spirits that were aligned against our lives today and for that of our congregations. We take dominion over the adversary this morning. Father God, we thank you that your sword has been released against the powers of hell in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you have girded your sword upon your thigh and you ride prosperously throughout the earth. For you are the great king of all the earth. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you, Father God, that you have given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Thank you that you send your angels with flaming swords to fight our battles in the heavens. We release the two-edged sword to execute judgments that are written. We release the sword of your mouth against our enemy. That's why we come together, Father. We thank you for the power of agreement with one another. But moreover, we can come in agreement with Holy Spirit. And what you have spoken, and what you have decreed, and what you have declared over our lives. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. And it's covering for us, for our family, for our congregation, for your church. Let the fire of God surround and protect our lives from all destruction. Let the angel of the Lord encamp around us and protect us. Let your glory be our covering and protect our backs. God, as we go about doing what you've called us to do, we thank you that you are our rear guard. The kingdom of God is on a forceful advance. We are on the offensive, no more kai towering in 
the corners afraid. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You are on our side. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. So, Father God, I thank you that every need is met in our life in the name of Jesus. Set us in safety from those who puff at us like an adder, a serpentine spirit that would try to puff at us and intimidate us and cause us to back up, God. We thank you, Father God. We are set in safety from such. And we dwell in our land safely. For you are leading us safely, and we will not fear. Let the sea overwhelm our enemies. Let me lie down in safety and rest. For we dwell in safety. Nothing shall intimidate us, make us afraid, cause us to be fearful. Thank you, Father God. We will dwell in safety. Keep us as the apple of your eye and hide us under the shadow of your wings. We trust in your covert maneuver, Father. Hallelujah. Ah. Under the shadow of your wings, we are protected. As we soar in the spirit, we are protected. Ah, Father, what seems like love and love, even this morning. We thank you, Father God, that it is your very power for is the living word. Father, I thank you that you invite us to enter into a rest. Many of us have worked so hard at being religious. We've almost worn our religious selves out trying to get it right. But as we dwell in the secret place, under the shadow of the Almighty. There we will become impregnated with purpose. As you overshadowed Mary, you overshadow us to bring into the earth realm that which you desire will be birthed. And just as you secured every need Mary, you secure all of our needs. 
thank you, Father God, that we have found this place, this secret place, where we are covered and protected. Your witness protection plan. Thank you, Lord. In the shadow of your wings, we will trust. Hide us from the storm and the rain, from the wind and the tempest. Cover our head in the day of battle. No head wounds, God. As my precious mother lays, we're believing God for the wound to her brain. To be healed, restored completely in the natural attacks on the brain can be devastating throughout the whole human body. So, Father God, we ask that you would cover our heads in the day of battle. Such that the enemy would not be able to attack our minds, our thoughts. We put on the helmet of salvation. We hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of your heart. We are believers and not doubters. No head wounds. And Father, where there has been in the past, we thank you for complete healing and wholeness. Even such that the scars are removed and evaporated. For some of us have experienced limited mobility because of head wounds. Head wounds sustained in battle because we did not know how to stay in the place of safety. Father God, be our defense and our refuge as we hide under the shadow of your hand. Cover us. Defend and deliver us. Let your glory be our defense. Defend us from those who rise up against us. Lord, you are our shield and our hiding place. Lord, surround us with your shield of protection. Bring those down, those evil spirits, where we do not war against flesh and blood. Let your truth be our shield. Father God, there's a lot of emotions going on right now, even in my sphere of influence regarding the common the coming election 
Father God, you raise up leaders in every nation. Though we vote, you have the final say-so. So whoever becomes our next president, you are allowing it for divine purpose. For those of us who name the name of Jesus Christ, let us not be caught off guard or tripped up by what the world is doing. Father, open our eyes that we will see what you see. Pray what you pray. And be Christ in the midst of the coming. Shifts and changes in the world and the world system. We pray that your righteousness be established in the earth. That your righteousness be established in our nation. That your righteousness be established in our churches. That your righteousness be established in our life. We know, Father God, that individually your righteousness is our portion. But we can choose to be so busy trying to get you to walk out our agenda that we fail to walk yours. So, Father God, we choose your righteousness and your holiness. Thank you, Lord God, that you made provisions for our flesh. For our weaknesses, God. You have given us everything that we need. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are our shield and exceeding great reward. We will not be afraid of 10,000 that have set themselves against us because you are a shield for us. You are a strong tower from our enemies. And your truth will prevail. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to stop and give time for any prayer requests on the line. Well, I thank you, Abba, Father, that every need on the line is met. Even those that, um, even unspoken prayers, Father. Even prayers sometimes we don't want to share. Because they're intimate. And they're, but we come in agreement even with the unspoken prayers. 
that your perfect will be established in each person's life. We pray for our legacy. Everyone's going to leave a legacy. Someone's watching our lives. So, Father God, we thank you that you are establishing us. You're establishing our legacy in the earth, whether big or small. To everyone, a measure has been given. I just want to exhort you. Sometimes we look at our measure and we don't think it's significant. We compare ourselves to other people. That's what's not significant. You see, there are some stories that will only be understood when we get to glory. All Father asks is that we finish our course and that we utilize what he has given us. I know a young man who is greatly used by God. In the scheme of things, He often compares himself to great men in the world and feels like he comes up short. The truth of the matter is he's already changed so many lives. Just because our Father multiplies He doesn't just add, he multiplies. So if I change the life of one, I've changed the life of everyone around that one. And everyone around those are changed and everyone in their sphere of influence change. People don't always respond to the gospel message the way we think they're going to, but we should never underestimate what how God is using us. Some plant, some water, but God brings the increase. We may not see the multiplication. Our church is small in number right now. But I know what God is doing in me. Well, I have a hint. I know what I'm letting God do. And I'm willing to let him do. And even in my imperfections, a desire to see. God manifest in the earth to pray the prayers that God's glory would be released. Does it mean that our church will become a 10,000 member church? I don't believe that that's my measure. 
I can disciple one, and that one can go into their fear of influence and share who they are, not what I am, but who they are. Because true discipleship realizes that God has made us all unique. There are no cookie-cutter Christians, even when we try to act the same. We're not the same. We were never created to be the same. And that person influences their sphere of influence. And all those in their sphere of influence influences that's multiplication so if I have been touching lives one at a time for a hundred years can you imagine how many crowns I'll have to put at the feet of my Savior as I acknowledge that the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our Lord and Savior, and he will reign forever. How sad it will be if I've spent my life trying to become something other than what God created me to be because I didn't like the talent that he gave me. I didn't want to be that, so I buried it. And what I try to give him, he says, I never knew you. Depart from me. And I want to, and I would imagine the thought would go, but God, I've been saved for 50 years. I did A, B, and C. But God said, that wasn't what you were created to do. You didn't do that unto me. You didn't do that in worship to me. You are worshiping an unknown God. That's why I believe where we are is so critical because God is hammering that thing in me that it's time for us to lay down every sin and every weight. We can't change a world if we're just like it. We can't lead a world into holiness and righteousness before God if the fire of God and the passion of God and the heart of God is not our portion. So, Father God, I thank you to meet every need. In fact, Father, you said to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and everything will be added. Father, needs are added. Seeds are multiplied. So we thank you, Father God, that every need is met, God. I thank you, Father, that rents are paid, lights are on, food's on the table, cars are working. We can get around, do what we need to do, Father, every need is met in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray for finances this morning, God. 
I begin with rebuking the spirit of poverty. Some of us have been in a cycle of poverty because we believe the lie. Some of us have lived in poverty our whole life, and it has been our companion. Father God, I rebuke poverty. I rebuke cycles of poverty, cycles of debt, in the name of Jesus. False starts. Making decisions. That begin in the spirit, and then we try to do it ourselves. I'm praying for a situation over this direction right now in that area. Father God, close every hole in our pocket. We break all assignments of the enemy against our finances in the name of Jesus. We break all curses of poverty, lack, debt, and failure in the name of Jesus. We seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. All things will be added unto us. I am um, praying scripture from prayers that rout demons. So if you don't have that book, it's a good idea to get it. Hallelujah. By John Ackhart. Father God, we rebuke and cast down all spirits of canker worm, palmer worm, caterpillar, and locust that would eat up our blessings in the name of Jesus, according to Joel 2 and 25. Lord, teach us to profit and lead us in the way we should go. Isaiah 48 and 7. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. Genesis twenty two fourteen. In fact you are our provision. You are El Shaddai, the multi breasted one. You feed, you nourish. You are a God that's more than enough. We thank you that wealth and riches are in our house because we fear you and we delight greatly in your commandments. Psalm one twelve verse one through three. Father God, we thank you that the blessings of the Lord is upon our lives and you make us rich. Father, let us learn to love that word, rich. Because of our upbringing, that word brings out a lot of things in our emotions. But it's a good word, God. It's in your word. So, Father God, we release, I release, I don't know um, the heritages that are on the line. So I'm going to pray this prayer for me, and if it applies to you, I release every spirit of oppression and the oppressor that has been released through my bloodline through slavery, 
come against every vagabond spirit, every spirit of confusion, every spirit of slothfulness, every spirit that would cause me to want to be taken care of, given a job, accepting whatever's given to me, everything in me that associates itself with the spirit of slavery and poverty released over my generation, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it for me, my family, my church family, my children, and my children's children. That this thing will never be seen again in our bloodline. We come out of agreement with it in Jesus' name. Father, it is your desire that we prosper, not just that we have a good job, that we own houses and land and businesses. The whole earth is yours, Father. We thank you, Father, for raising up men and women with business acumen that will begin to build and establish structures in our community that will hire, train, and develop our young adults, men and women of God who have the fire of God in their bosom, who understands the power of deliverance and your presence, but have the tenacity to believe that you make make them rich and add no sorrow to it. Father, I come against all low self-esteem, not feeling good enough, waiting, needing man's approval in order to accomplish what only can be accomplished through you and through the blood of Jesus. I decree and I declare that we are blessed coming in and we're blessed going out. We are your servants and you take pleasure in our prosperity. You don't take pleasure in our poverty, God. You've not asked us to take a vow of poverty. Scripture says you take pleasure in our prosperity and that Jesus became poor that through his poverty, we would be rich, Second Corinthians 8 and 9. And Father, every time I mention the word rich in the presence of some saints, they want to tell me about a spiritual legacy. Well, Father, I thank you for our spiritual legacy. But I also thank you, Father God, that we're blessed such that our children are blessed and our children's childrens are blessed, and that from this point on, there will be perpetual prosperity, God. I thank you, Father, even in the midst of the current economic situation, that you're raising up men and women. 
that know their God and will do great exploits, even in the area of finance. For as I look through history, during times of great depression, it's when you send your genius and people can hear and new businesses are developed and grow out of those errors. So I thank you, Father, that even in our current situation, that you're going to cause men and women to come forth and build so that the kingdom would be advanced. And Father God, there are so many empty buildings. There are so many different avenues that's available to house the poor, the homeless. We need your wisdom and your strategy, God. (laughs) Programs that are developed, that are really integral, that's not just a smokescreen, so that People can become rich while others remain impoverished. Father, I thank you that your peace is within our walls and prosperity within our palace. And as we meditate on your word day and night, We will prosper as your people. Father God, we thank you for a great salvation, an awesome word, and a responsibility to respond. So, Father God, we respond yes and amen. In Jesus' name, amen. One last call for any prayer requests. Well, at least last call on this line for this morning. All right, then. I'm going to close out this morning. This has been Overflowing Life Prayer Line. I am Pastor Sherelle Perkins. It's been my pleasure to pray with you this morning. And I know that you're on the other end praying with me. Yes, hallelujah. And I pray that the blessings will overtake you today. And the glory of the Lord will rest upon you. And you will be filled with his joy and his strength throughout the day. In Jesus' name, amen. And until tomorrow morning at 6.30, be blessed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.